So last podcast, I got a great opportunity to kind of share why I was starting this podcast and what I felt like I was fulfilling, what need I felt like I was fulfilling. And I got to continue on talking about my early story. I'll, of course, go back and tell little stories about my life, but I wanted to just make sure that I captured what was happening this week. Now, it is Tuesday right now. As I'm feeling inspired to record this for you, it's Tuesday, but I closed my, I set, excuse me, I set my first meeting yesterday and I cannot explain to you the excitement that I felt. I, it was euphoric. So I wanted to capture that moment and share it with any young salesperson or someone who wants to be a salesperson or someone who wants to end up being an entrepreneur because that's inevitably where this podcast will lead as you'll see. So I'm just going to start from the beginning and I might interject thoughts and why I said what I said right during this, but I'm going to just go over exactly what I said in our meeting. So I called up a guy, this guy, we're going to call him Bob, right? So Bob, I called up and I, I literally rung and he answered the phone and he said, hi, this is Bob. And I said, hey, Bob, how are you doing today? Right now, in notice how I didn't say, this is Thomas Land with White Box Real Estate. I'm calling you. You know, I didn't just jump right into the pitch, right? Like you don't want to get it on while you still have your socks on, right? And that's that's a quote I got from the office, by the way. Uh, but it's true, right? You don't just try to jump in while somebody might still have their guard up, right? So you say, hey, Bob, how are you doing today? And the reason why you say Bob and not Bob Land, right, like the full name, is because you want to sound as much like you're a friend as possible. You don't want him to feel like I'm a telemarketer, right? This is this is what I'm trying to get to. Um, you want him to feel like, do, do I know this guy? How does he know my name? Why, why is he on a first name basis with me, right? And you want to get those wheels turning in his head. Um, and so... Jordan Belfort, he says the same thing. You want to get the spinning wheel of death going, right? When you say something to him, you want to say it like, hey, you know, don't you know me, right? And so you get their brain turning and working and that distracts them from putting their guard up, right? It's, it's a soft distraction. Bob goes, oh, um, I'm doing well, right? Because he's then, he's, he has to answer the question, and as he's answering the question, he's trying to think of why he, how he knows this person, right? So he goes, "Oh, I'm doing well." You see, that's say that's amazing. Uh, I didn't say that's amazing. I said awesome or whatever I might have said. It was some affirmation back to him, right? Just to acknowledge what he said. I said, "Well," he said, "Who is this?" Right? And I said, "This is Thomas Land from White Box Real Estate." Now, if you have a name, the reason why I said Thomas Land, right, not Tom Land, is because everybody goes by Tom. You want to stand out as much as possible always, right? So I said Thomas Land. So I said Thomas Land with White Box Real Estate. I got a chance. Now, this is a scenario that you're going you're gonna to have the option to do uh, in 
most sales positions, but you want to you want to make the call appropriate for the person you're calling. You're not just calling to, to blast out, right? If someone clicked on your link and you saw that they were interested in your product, you call and you want to address that they're interested, right? You don't want to say, hey, I'm you're the 99th person I'm calling today, right? You don't do that. Okay. So I said, I got a chance to talk to one of your employees at one main in Las Colinas, right? Texas location. And so right there, I just connected, right? I've talked with your employees, right? Your employees met with me. So I'm not some strange, I'm not a complete stranger at least, right? Your employees met with me. And then I said, your Las Colinas location, because this person has 1400 locations across the US, right? And they, and I said, and they referred me to you. I'm doing a really bad job with keeping people's identity secret, so I apologize for that. But, and they referred me to you. So right there, I talked with somebody that we both know, maybe, probably, I don't know if he knows all of his employees, someone we both know, and they referred me to you. I'm not just cold calling you. I'm not just coming out of the blue. No, I got a chance to talk to someone and they sent me your way, right? You always want to be sent in some kind of way. And if you have to kind of smudge it over and, and pretend like you're sent, you can you can do that too. There was a guy, uh, my, the owner of White Box, actually, his name is Grant Pruitt. He's a great guy. He was talking to me and he said that there was a salesman and he said to his boss, uh, he's like, Bob, tell me to call this person. And he'd say, okay, call that person, I guess. And he'd pick up the phone and he'd say, hey, Bob told me to call you. You see what I mean? So it wasn't like he was saying, hey, I'm calling you because of this. No, he's saying I was sent by somebody. And now nobody knows who Bob is in this situation. Nobody knows that Bob was this guy's boss, right? He just said, Bob told me to call you. And so it engaged in the conversation in a way of like, I'm meant to be here. I'm not knocking down your door. I'm not soliciting. I was sent to you, right? So that's what I said. I said, they referred me to you. I said, there's... This is my favorite part of this. I said, there's been a lot of fluctuations in the employee workforce for the past year or two, ever since the hybrid work model kind of took hold. And I just wanted to ask if you've seen that fluctuation with your offices. Okay, now what did I just do there, right? So I addressed that a common problem right? And if you notice, that actually has two problems in there. This is actually a, a tactic that I heard. Someone else was talking about it and I heard it last week and I said, I'm going to do that, right? So you have to be able to do this, right? You have to be able to absorb everything around you. And even if the conversation wasn't meant for you, if it's good advice, take it, right? This was talking to another salesman that just joined, another associate brokerage broker that just joined. And I said, I love it. I'm taking it, right? So what I did was it's a shotgun method. I said there's been a lot of fluctuation in the employee workforce. Fluctuation could mean anything, right? If this person has too few people in his office, he might be looking to downsize. That's a reason for me to help him. If he has too many people, that's a reason to upsize, to to scale up, to get a bigger location, right? And I'm sitting here and I'm saying there's reasons basically – for you to want me, right? But I asked him a question. I made it about him. I didn't say, hey, you know, we've been helping a lot of people and uh, I think I can help you, right? Or you should pay me money to hire me, right? That's not what I'm saying, right? I'm asking him a question, right? Now, 
this is this is this kind of question is kind of a yes or no question. So I don't always suggest going about it this way, but it depends on how you ask it. Right. And so I asked it kind of open ended. So I said, there's been a lot of fluctuations in the workforce for the past year or two. Right. Very broad period of time. Very broad statement. There's a million reasons why you could want me basically ever since the hybrid work model took hold. Now, if anybody remembers covid happened in 2019 and it took a while for everybody to get back on their feet people weren't able to go in the office so that's it's i'm not addressing covid because in this industry of commercial real estate people hate it right in this industry people don't want to talk about it people think it's bs right so you don't i don't address it for that sake that reason right but i i kind of did right i mentioned the hybrid work model and that's just been a a buzzword that's been going around right ever since people have been able to work from home. So this hybrid work market took hold. Okay. And I just wanted to ask if you've seen that fluctuation in your offices, right? So he could say yes, or he could say no. And if he asked that question and he says either of those things, you have to pivot quickly, right? But the way I asked it was kind of like a tell me about it, right? So it, it worked in this scenario. He said, well, our offices are all at 99 or 100% across the US. Now, at this point, I actually didn't know that he had 1,400 locations that he was monitoring. I was just looking at this one 2,000 square foot office. But I took that information and I held it in the back of my head, right? So he said that he's across the US. So I thought to myself, okay, this is a big client, right? He's at 99% or 100% capacity. What does that mean, right? And right in that moment, I knew that meant either they're perfect or that can mean that they need help and they're outgrowing their spaces, okay? So what did I say next? I said, and this, is, this was off script, right? I, didn't, I wrote this little script thing before I called because I like to tailor my scripts exactly to the, the people I'm calling, right? But uh, I went off script and I said, yeah, I, I get that, right? So first I agree with them. I wanna let them know that I'm listening. I'm not just talking, I'm not talking at them. I'm talking with them, right? Yeah, I get that. And when I was there, right, I could even see how y'all were over full capacity. Okay, so what did I did there, right? When I was there, right? So again, connecting it, saying, hey, I was in your space. I was able to see your problems and issues. I can't even remember going to this office. I go to a lot of offices. I couldn't even remember going to this office, right? But I said that, right? And it was kind of a, and I didn't say, I didn't say your office was overflowing. You still need my help. No, no. I said, I could believe that y'all were over full capacity. So if he says we're not over full capacity, right? I'm still in the safe. I'm still in the green. I'm still speaking truth. You always want to speak truth to them right? If you say something like, yeah, y'all were under full capacity, he'd be like, no, we weren't. We're not under full capacity. We're at 99% and 100 capacity at all of our locations. What are you talking about? And you get called out on your BS, right? So you want to make sure you're saying truths only. So I said that. I said, I could even believe that y'all were over full capacity. And he, something, something latched on with them. So he said, yeah, okay, well, um, so uh, I'm sorry, uh, you're, uh, are, are you a real estate broker? That's, that's what he said. And I said, oh my gosh, this guy doesn't even know what a tenant rep is. 
That's officially my position. So I got to say my little pitch about a tenant rep. I said, yeah, uh, I am a real estate broker. I'm a tenant representative, which means that I negotiate leases for tenants and we do not represent landlords. We're very proud of that. Okay, so let me just talk about that little sentence right there. Why that's such a powerful sentence, right? Whatever you do, you want to be proud of, right? Why, right? If you are working for somebody as an employee and that person is a scumbag, right? And they know they're a scumbag and they feel bad about doing the things that they're doing, are you going to want to work for them? No, never, right? If you work for a company that cheats people, if you were, if you sell pills that are fat burning pills and they're just chalk, right? You're a You're not going to, it's, it's horrible, right? You're going to hate yourself. Your people are going to hate you, right? Nobody wants to work unethically, right? And so what can you do to be proud of what you're doing? To be proud of what you're doing, you have to be ethical. It's a requirement, right? Some people aren't. Some people are weird. Some people are fine just being unethical, but we're not addressing them. We're talking about the majority of people in real life. They want to be ethical. And if they're ethical, they can be proud of what they're doing. Okay. So that little tangent is just to say that when I say this statement of we represent tenants on on negotiating their leases, what I'm saying right there is another possible pain point, right? Maybe you're paying too much for your lease. Maybe I could get you a better rate, right? Right there, I'm saying very subtly, maybe I could get you a better rate or maybe I can negotiate a better space for your lease, right? Because that's my profession, okay? So it's another selling point, but I say we can negotiate, we help tenants negotiate their leases and we do not represent landlords. We're very proud of that. Now, if they ask me about that, right, I can, I can kind of talk about how a lot of tenant reps uh, for example, some of our competitors, 80% of the revenue comes from the landlord side, right? From leasing the space, which y- y- I know coming into commercial real estate, it's, this is all knowledge that might not be for you, right? You might not understand. It might be arbitrary. But um, a good example of this and why this is important is recently on the news, a really big commercial real estate brokerage just got busted and they're being they're having to pay $15 million back in commission to these companies because they were acting as the tenant rep and as the landlord, right? And so what that means is you come to me and I say, hey, I can help you get this great space, right? And you say, awesome, let me, let's do that. And I only show you properties that I own, right? You see how that's kind of messed up? Like I'm not going in your best interest. I'm not going in my best interest as your representative and my best interest because I want you to lease with me. And so I get money from you, right? So that you pay me rent. So it, that's why it's so important. And if they ask me about that, I can jump into, I can double down on the ethics of it and why I love being a tenant rep. You want to be ethical. You want to be proud of what you're doing. And that's what I'm doing here. And I'm very proud of that, right? I'm very ethical. Okay. So that's what I did. And he got the picture, but he, he kind of had to ask a few more questions. And so he said, uh, okay, um, you know, a tenant rep. So is that like a broker? And I said, yeah, it's a broker. And this is what I said. Now I've only been in the business. This is my third week in the business. So I've been in for two full weeks. I said, yeah. (laughs) And you know, Bob, the, 
the best way it was explained to me when I first started, like I didn't just start two weeks ago, the best thing, the best way it was explained to me when I first started was it's like having an attorney, right? And so this is a little bit more subjective commercial real estate, but if you're in commercial real estate, please feel free to use this. I said it's like having an attorney and the and I'm not saying I'm not trying to point fingers or anything, but the the opposing attorney is like the landlord and you're on trial and I'm your defending attorney. So I'm there to fight for you. And you have to be okay with silences and I was, right? So I said that and I went silent. And he didn't say anything for a few seconds. He sounded like he might have been ruffling papers or something or thinking. I couldn't even tell. But for a few seconds, I just waited. And I didn't keep on blabbering. I didn't keep on talking. The silence was good, right? Silence meant that he was thinking, right? It's not something you shy away from as a salesman. Let silence be a thing, right? So he's sitting there in silence and it felt like forever. I kid you not. But for after about five to 10 seconds, he sat there and he said, Okay, uh, well, what does your week look like? And I was like, what? Right? Like, that's my question for him, right? Like, I want to set a meeting, right? Uh, and, and I you know, just mentioned as soon as I said that little bit about, you know, the, the tenant rep and the attorney. So I said, you know, I, I'm saying that I'd love to just take seven to 12 minutes to meet with you. And I left it in silence, right? That's exactly how it went. I left it in silence. He said, okay, what does your week look like? So he in negotiate he instigated right the negotiation of time right for the week and i sat there and i was like well you know let me just check real quick um what do you think about friday i'm over here clicking on my computer over here friday uh right after lunch well, right after lunch could mean anything right i just wanted to kind of give him an opportunity to tell me when he's available right so i said right after lunch and he said well 12 o'clock i'm busy uh, but one o'clock should work for me. Does that work for you? And I said, one o'clock sounds great. Um, I can't wait to meet with you. Have a good day. And literally, he said, oh, okay, you too. I hung up, right? You always want to be speaking as a peer, right? And I can go on about this, and, and this might be something I go on in the next episode uh, of the podcast, but you always want to speak as a peer to somebody. So as soon as you get your answer, you don't babble on the phone, you don't keep talking, you hang up. All right, there's so many times when salesmen don't do that. They keep babbling, and the person's like, why, why did I want to get in this? Why did I want to meet with this guy again? He's asking me about my family now. No, hang up. You're done. So with that, I'm going to hang up this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so pumped to tell you all more about it next episode. And you all have a great week. I'll try to do the same.